the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News I'm Bob Agnew in Washington Russian forces have pushed deeper into Ukraine's besieged and battered port city of Mariupol heavy fighting shut down a major steel plant there and local authorities in the city are pleading for more western help as they try to stave off the Russian attack. A Marine V-22B Osprey has crashed during a training flight in Norway that left four U.S. service members dead. The annual NATO drills in Norway are unrelated to the war in Ukraine. The International Energy Agency says the world could quickly reduce global oil demand. The Paris-based agency says it would help ease the supply crunch caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The IEA says in a report that practical actions by governments and citizens could significantly reduce oil demand. That is correspondent Jeremy House reporting. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas can't believe where we've gotten. Of January 6th and and what has happened to people who seem to go against uh, the Biden administration, the leftists who have taken over the country. Does that sound dramatic? I wish that it were. People in America, people who don't agree with us politically or theologically, need to see what is happening. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, coming to you from the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios. And hey, if you're looking for your next good read, how about our March Regnery Book of the Month, The Rational Power of Hadaga. Dennis Prager continues his Rational Bible Torah series with the examination of the Hadaga. Sign up to win a copy at the Insider Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot.com. Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. The Narn with Mitch Berg is next. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that says, bring us your... What does he say? <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, i got to so, be honest. I, I, he's, been, he's only been doing that for 18 years. Hey, no, the gig is up. It's me, Brad Carlson, <laughs> filling in for my friend and Northern Alliance Radio Network colleague, Mitch Berg, uh, uh, bringing you a, a... We are a shining spot of red in a sea of dingy, depressing institutional blue, making talk radio great again as we are now 18 years into dominating the all-important weekend time slot here in Twin Cities Political Talk. And as always, we appreciate your support. Yeah, Mitch is away on assignment, but fear not if you tuned in to hear Mitch 
I always tune in to hear Mitch, so I don't blame you if uh, you're tuning in and you're disappointed that he's not here. But fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow, 1 to 3 p.m. But that's not, I'm not telling you to turn off your radio dial and uh, depart from the radio or your smartphone or uh, internet. However you're listening to the broadcast, we appreciate it very much because we have a lot to get to on the broadcast today. And uh, I always love it when some of my listeners come to the Saturday show to check us out. And uh, I have some of Mitch's listeners, uh, you know, maybe come to my uh, Sunday show. Who's to say? But uh, we're always glad to switch it up every once in a while to talk to each other's uh, respective listeners. And we and we imagine there's a, uh, you know, there's a lot of crossover. That's for sure. But uh, anyways, time to get to the business of the week. Uh, how I like to do it, typically, if there's a lot of local stories and a lot of national stories, I like to take one hour for the local stuff and another hour for the national stuff. So the first hour, there's been a lot of news in Minnesota politics because, well, we are a political talk show, so it would be it would behoove us to talk about those things. Uh, in probably what is the worst-kept secret in Minnesota politics, uh, Jennifer Carnahan, the widow of Congressman Jim Hagedorn, uh, has decided she is going to run in the special election to fill out the remaining, I guess it would be, what, uh, five months of Congressman Hagedorn's term. Uh, this is from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. The former chair of the Minnesota, of Minnesota's Republican Party is running for Congress just months after fellow GOP leaders helped force her from power. Uh, Jennifer Carnahan announced Monday she is running in the first congressional district race in hopes of winning the southern Minnesota seat her late husband, Jim Hagedorn, held. Carnahan enters a crowded field of more than a dozen candidates for the first district seat, including a host of Republicans, Democrats, and a third-party candidate running under the legal marijuana now banner. Uh, I decided to do a little research for the primary, which will be on May 24th, and that will determine who represents which party. There are 10 Republicans, 9 DFLers, and the one legal marijuana now candidate. So that's 20 candidates vying in the uh, primary, which, again, may be May 24th. And then, of course, we'll have a Republican candidate, a Democrat candidate, and then the legal marijuana now candidate. So you'll have at least three running in the general election, uh, special election for the seat, which is August 9th. Coincidentally, August 9th is also the same date when the primary takes place for the newly redistricted Congress, first congressional district. Now, s- someone smarter than me, you'll have to call in 651-289-4488. Can a person who is running in the special election on August 9th, can they also be a candidate in the primary on August 9th? Because I am, I imagine one of these candidates that are filling out the rest of Congressman Hagedorn's term or vying to would also like to run to have a full two-year term. So I'm I'm not sure of the dynamics behind that. So again, someone, if you want to uh, uh, weigh in, uh, let me know. That'd be great. So uh, again, continuing with this uh, Star Tribune story, uh, in a press release, Carnahan referenced both Hagedorn and former President Donald Trump. I'm committed to continuing my husband's legacy of fighting to secure the border, defending conservative values, safeguarding the integrity of our elections, and serving the people of Minnesota's 1st Congressional District, said Carnahan. Like President Trump, I am a businesswoman and a fighter. Here in Minnesota, I disrupted the status quo and brought the Republican Party back to relevance. Now, 
I ask for the support of Southern Minnesota to do the same in Washington. Uh, I was rather confused by one particular quote where she indicates she brought the Republican Party back to relevance. Last I checked, the GOP has not won a statewide race since 2006. She first assumed the helm of the Republican Party Minnesota chair in uh, 2017 was her first election. So I'm not understanding how you brought the party back to relevance unless you're, uh, I mean, again, she talks about, she she talked about uh, also flipping con- uh, con- three congressional seats because the uh, first, the seventh, and the eighth were uh, Democrat-held seats when she first took over, and since then they've become Republican strongholds. Okay, that may be true, but the Republican Party of Minnesota really doesn't have a whole lot to do with congressional races. Specifically, their main focus on the, is on the local races, specifically the legislature and the statewide races, you know, constitutional, specifically the constitutional offices and the governor's office. And we haven't won any of the constitutional offices. We went backwards uh, in the House, because uh, Minnesota House, because in the Minnesota House, Republicans had a substantial majority after 2016. And then in 2018, Carnahan's first midterm, remember the whole make Minnesota red? We're going to make Minnesota red? Well, they went backwards. They had a net loss of 18 seats in the Minnesota House and, again, got wiped out in all of the statewide races. You know, governor, auditor, attorney general, uh, secretary of state, go on down the list. Uh, Now, her fundraising prowess, okay, there was a lot more money brought in to the party than there had been in previous years. Um, There's a reason for that, and I'm going to get to I'm going to wait till the next segment to get to that. But uh, obviously, when a race of this magnitude has a Republican candidate getting in, you get the obligatory uh, boilerplate response from the DFL. Uh, in a statement, Minnesota DFL Party Chair Ken Martin said that Carnahan resigned her role as state uh, party chair in disgrace and highlighted the controversies she faced last August. Uh, Jennifer Carnahan's leadership ability has been entirely discredited by those who worked most closely with her, Martin said. It is clear that Carnahan has no business serving in any office whatsoever. You know what I noticed in that statement? Uh, Martin didn't use the word extreme in there because I, I, I play this little I play this little uh, game every time a Democrat uses the word extreme uh, to describe a Republican candidate. I take a drink and then step two is have poison control on speed dial because that's their pretty much their template. Of course, when I drink on the air, it's water. But yeah, didn't use the word extreme there. Kind of deviating from the template there a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, actually. I will say this. I agree with everything Martin conveyed in, in that statement. But you know as well as I, if if Ken Martin were given truth serum, he and his fellow progressives are hoping that Jennifer Carnahan is the candidate in CD1 for the special election. That is the only way that they probably win this race with someone, a name like that, that's uh, that's very toxic 
Okay, so he he you know he can give again the boilerplate response, whatever else, but they they they're hoping that she's the candidate, and also, it wasn't an accident that Jennifer Carnahan invoked Donald Trump's name because Trump won the first congressional district by about ten points in the twenty twenty presidential election, whereas Jim Car- uh, Jim Hagedorn almost said Jim Carnahan Jim Hagedorn. <laughs> He uh, barely won re-election. I think he squeaked it out by a couple points, two, three points, if I remember correctly. So Trump still very popular in that district. So the fact that Jennifer Carnahan invoked his name is by is no accident because you know she had a uh, uh, I, I, I forget what what uh, Republican committee she was part of. It was part of like this greater committee committee under the Trump administration that she was part of. I think. Uh, uh, Republicans of uh, Asian Island Pacific uh, descent, I believe it was something along those lines. Uh, she was so she was, you know, pretty chummy with the president, and the president obviously thought a lot of Jim Hagedorn. Even put out a statement upon Congressman Hagedorn passing. So you know that she's angling for an endorsement because Trump is endorsing a lot of candidates ahead of these state primaries to still show that. His endorsement carries a lot of weight, even though thus far it really hasn't. But uh, Jennifer Carnahan's hoping a lot of that Trump money, that mega, those mega bucks, come into her campaign. You know, because she doesn't have the sugar daddy around to uh, to raise money anymore, because he's in jail. Yeah, you 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 know who I'm talking about. We'll talk about that in the next segment. I tell you what. Well, why don't we take an early break, Gabe? We'll we'll get to that uh, next segment. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Carnahan. She raised a lot of money while she was chair of the Republican Party of Minnesota. You and I both know why that is, and we're going to do a little deep dive into that. And take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. Get us away and via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on, 952-209-2929, online at CordellCordell.com, offices in Edina. Cultural Marxism is spreading like wildfire in America. It shows up in everything from critical race theory to the LGBT movement to cancel culture. But did you know that this so-called woke ideology is also flooding into the church? Decide not to be content with merely being a non-racist. Will you decide to make the shift to anti-racism? The brand new documentary, How the Left is Stealing Your Church, exposes the infiltration of Bible-believing churches and denominations by an anti-God, anti-gospel agenda. From George Soros giving money to Campus Crusade to the Southern Baptist Convention's recent flirtation with critical race theory, you will discover how this false ideology is being smuggled into the evangelical church and how the left is stealing your church. Stream it now for $9.99 or get the DVD for $12.99. 
online, watch on your phone, tablet, or TV. Go to SalemNow.com or look for the Salem Now app. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more, the intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Sands, the headliner, Mitch Berg, who is away on assignment. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, normally heard on Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m., but instead, this weekend, Mitch will be filling in for me uh, during that particular time slot again tomorrow, 1 to 3 p.m., but glad uh, you could join us, and I would love to hear from you, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show for any comments or questions, and we appreciate... Uh, our uh, viewers checking in on the live stream, yeah, go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and follow us along on the live stream. Uh, Gary from War Road always checks in and says hello. Hello, Gary. Thanks for tuning in. And Wild Wilson, formerly of uh, Bloomington, now of Texas, uh, said he's enjoying the uh, sun down there in Texas. I'm sure he is, and he always checks in and says hello. Thanks, uh, as always, Wild, for um, being there. And uh, I'm kind of keeping one eye on this game. Uh, number one seeded Baylor was playing number eight, North Carolina. Carolina, about five minutes ago, had a 25-point lead. It's now down to six, and Baylor just stole the ball and is taking a three-point shot, and they miss it. That could have brought them within three. So, wow. Gabe, you're distracting me here with this game, man. So <laughs> I apologize. I'm distracting it's, myself. It is the season, though. I, I'm it's distra- March. I it, mean, it is. It is. I'm distracting myself. I need to focus here. Focus. All right. So we were talking about. Uh, Jennifer Carnahan, former Republican Party of Minnesota chair, who resigned in disgrace, and by the way, was the tie-breaking vote in giving her uh, self a severance of $38,000 to walk away. Uh, she uh, did register to run in the special election to fill the remaining uh, five months of her late husband's congressional term in the 1st Congressional District. Uh, Channel 9 had a news story on this the other day. Uh, Theo Keith was uh, on site when Jennifer Carnahan officially registered for the race. Cut number one, this is a Channel 9 report, and I'll maybe break in with a comment or two of my own. Go ahead, Gabe. Jennifer Carnahan is running for Congress months after Minnesota Republicans forced her to resign as party chair. Carnahan is now the biggest name in the race to fill her late husband, Jim Hagedorn's seat. Political reporter Theo Keith is at the Capitol, and Theo name recognition cuts both ways. 
It does. In her announcement today, Carnahan highlighted her late husband's legacy and her support for former President Donald Trump. But it is another tie with top donor and close friend and now accused child sex trafficker Tony Lazaro that looms in this race. Jennifer Carnahan is the 16th candidate in the special election for Southern Minnesota's first congressional district, a seat last held by her late husband, There's Jim Hagedorn. 20. Before he passed, it was one of his wishes that I fulfill his legacy and complete his term, and I want to com complete that promise that I made to my husband to keep this district in conservative hands. Seven months ago, Carnahan's tenure as Minnesota GOP chair unraveled after the arrest of top donor and Carnahan wedding guest Tony Lazaro on child sex trafficking charges. Then, former GOP staffers alleged that the state party under Carnahan had become a toxic workplace with verbal abuse and harassment. Carnahan cast the deciding vote, giving herself a $38,000 severance Convenient. and resigned under pressure. Monday, she referred to Lazaro as a donor that did some bad things that she denounced. And the question that no one ever asked over time is, why was I being singled out for that? You know, there are other Republicans, candidates, elected leaders, Republican organizations, and even national leaders from right here in Minnesota that took money from this donor. And there was completely a double standard. All right, all right, all right. Stop right there. Stop right there. She, she can't honestly be that clueless, can she? Either that or she thinks you're too dumb to make the distinction. So she's running, you know, kind of a smokescreen here. Why was she singled out as the Republican who got money from Tony Lazaro as, because other Republicans did? Well, yeah, that's true. Other Republican candidates got money from Tony Lazaro. But why she's being singled out? Because there was a personal relationship there. There were pictures of him at a football game, Vikings game, with Congressman Hagedorn and Jennifer Carnahan. He poured money into all three of her chair campaigns. And, uh, oh, yeah, he was a guest at her wedding. That's why she's being singled out. There was a personal relationship there, and people who have worked for the party have come out and gone on the record saying that whenever the party needed an infusion of cash, guess who the first person was, was that she called? Whereas these other Republican candidates that received money for him couldn't have picked them out of a lineup. And guess what? Any re prominent Republican candidate, most of them anyways, that have received money from him found out and said, whatever donations he made, we're going to donate to charity. And one of the few political causes I am part of, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, they received less than $100 from Lazaro, and they like quadrupled whatever uh, contribution he gave and gave it to a charity that helps combat sex trafficking. OK, whereas she said whatever money he donated to the party, they were the party was going to return. Well, not only did they not return it during her tenure, she voted to get her give herself thirty eight thousand dollars severance. So, no, there's no double standard. There are people who didn't know this person that received money. And then there's you, Jennifer Carnahan, who were whose three chair campaigns were supported by this person. Continue with this uh, audio clip. Carnahan came from both sides. Democrats said she had no business holding elected office, while Republican critics served reminders of how she left the Minnesota GOP. Jennifer Carnahan is both a big name and a big liability for the Republican Party. U of M professor Larry Jacobs says the question is, how much will the GOP come out against her? Will there be a significant mobilization because they don't want Jennifer Carnahan on the ticket 
to create an easy target for Democrats come November. The primary is May 24th. There is a former state representative and current state representative among the nine Republicans running. On the Democratic side, there are six candidates, including the former CEO of Hormel and a former lawyer in the George W. Bush White House. The special election is just to fill out the rest of Hagedorn's term. They will do it all over again this fall. Kelsey? All right. Thanks, Theo. All right. So there you have it. Uh, I've I've said many times that Jennifer Carnahan reminds me of her pal Trump in that she portrays herself as a victim when people respond to the chaos that she creates, you know, specifically the toxic work environment. And she also said, you know, uh, she talked about, uh, I'm not going to be a victim to cancel culture. You know, okay, cancel culture, people are, particularly in the political realm, are going way too far with that because opposing you in a race to defeat you to ensure that you don't win that race is not cancel culture. It's bringing up some very obvious things that are part of your past and letting the voters decide whether they want to vote you in or not. And if voters choose to vote you in, despite all of the allegations that have been lobbied at you, some of which have been proven true, uh, then so be it. But that's not cancel culture. And this just shows you someone who has no concept of what it is like to run for an actual elected office. Party chair is one thing. Okay, because you're 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 vying you're appealing to people with basically a lot the same ideological stripes as well as in the primary. But when the general election, okay, uh you're going to have to kind of broaden your appeal a little bit. And I know CD1's more of a, a Republican leaning district now, but uh, this was something that you could see cal- being calculated uh, last August when uh, she was facing a lot of scrutiny for uh, her activities or interactions with this Anton Lazaro. She changed her name to Jennifer Carnahan Hagedorn on Twitter and starting posting more and more pictures of her and her husband at their home down in Blue Earth, which is right in the heart of Congressional District 1. And people right then and there were saying, yep, yeah, She's fixing to run for that seat if he passes away. Because, of course, there was audio that came out. Uh, Rebecca Brandon, an independent journalist, obtained a phone call where Jennifer Carnahan was talking to some unidentified person and basically said, yeah, Jim's going to be dead in two years, so be it. That combined with all of a sudden she's going by Jennifer Carnahan Hagedorn on Twitter and more and more appearing down in Blue Earth at their home down there. People are saying, yeah, she's getting ready to run as soon as he, as soon as he passes away. And, again... I know nothing about their marriage. I know nothing about what goes on behind closed doors. All right. So maybe it was Jim's dying wishes that she run for his congressional seat. Maybe it was. But the fact that she keeps touting that, it it sounds an awful lot like when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, people saying, how could you deny a dying woman's wish for a Democrat president? to fill her vacancy. She didn't want Donald Trump to fill the vacancy if she passed away. She wanted a Democrat president, you know, as if that's supposed to have some sort of sway in, in this case, uh, what the Senate does to put up a nominee. Well, the Senate ignored that and said, no, we're, we're going through the process putting up a nominee, and Amy Coney Barrett was ultimately confirmed. This, this just has that vibe to it, you know, that she's going to keep touting that. 
And, of course, she commemorated the other day. It was the one-month anniversary of Jim's passing, and I think that was the day she registered to run. And she talked about, you know, she visited his grave, felt his spirit, yada, 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 and then does a, uh, does a fundraising pitch. Hey, if you want to donate to this campaign, carry on my husband's legacy, which was his dying wish, you know, I mean, come on. That, that just, that, that, that's beyond the pale. And the fact that she is touting that it's the geo, it's Democrats as well as the GOP good old boys club that's trying to cancel her, the vast majority of issues that people had came from young women, 20-something women, who feel like they weren't supported when they made allegations of sexual harassment by party activists and party volunteers. They didn't feel like Jennifer Carnahan gave her the prop, gave them the proper support. And the young lady's name escapes me now. Uh, she worked for the state party, and Jennifer Carnahan wanted to show how, you know, how inclusive our party is and says, oh, look, we have a young lady. Her name is such and such. Uh, she's a homosexual. We welcome gay people to work in our inner circle here. So this idea that we're intolerant isn't true. Except she outed that young lady without her permission and gave her name. And again, I don't remember the young lady's name, but she later conveyed this story on Twitter and said, look, that was my own personal business. I didn't want that to be known to the general public. I'm not ashamed of it, but it's not like I want to blast it out there because she felt like she was being used as a political pawn. So this idea that she is that it's the good old boys club that's attempting to cancel her. No, the vast majority of criticism and discourse is coming from 20-something young women who have worked for the party, volunteered for the party, whatever, and are talking about the toxic work environment. That's where it's coming from. But again, she's hoping that you aren't following this very closely, or she's hoping you can't make the distinction. That's why, she, you know, the whole thing, well, it's a double standard. Why am I being singled out, you know, with this Tony Lazaro saga? And she talked about how she condemned it right away. Well, no, it was learned like at a 6, 6 or 7 p.m. one evening, a Daily Beast story came out, and she was at a GOP event down in Nashville. She didn't give a statement for more than 12 hours because she was too busy partying up with a bunch of GOP bigwigs at this uh, gathering. Could have given an instant statement but chose not to. So this idea that she came out and condemned it right away, eh, it's a little suspect, to say the least. Uh, David in Minneapolis is on line one. David, if you could hold during the break, I promise I will take your call immediately when we come back. It's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a call, 651-289-4488. That is the number. Talk to you in a bit. Oh, look, a four-leaf clover. No need for luck when you have a friend like Standard Heating and Air Conditioning with over-the-rainbow specials waiting for you. What luck? An extended offer is happening right now? That's right. Get $1,800 off a furnace and AC combo. It's the perfect time to replace both systems before the winter is over and summer heat arrives. It sounds like a pot of gold is waiting for me at Standard Heating. You betcha. This deal was so great, they extended the sale to help you save lots of green. I heard Standard Heating is a family-owned and operated business with 92 years of serving families in the Twin Cities. I'm going to call right now. Don't forget to ask about payment options and 0% financing. Be sure to mention this month's special offer of $1,800 off a furnace and AC combo. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. 
Mention your friends at the Patriot. That's standardheating.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. For years, we proudly installed quality roofs and gutters for people all across Minnesota. But did you know that in parts of the metro area, we also install windows and siding? Our expert team has been installing windows and siding for years, and we have recently increased our resources to serve you better. We install high-quality, time-tested window brands such as Thermotech and Marvin, and we're a certified installer of LP SmartSide products. We've found that we can better serve you by providing full-service exterior solutions. So if you've been thinking about siding or windows on your home, check out our website, thekingdombuilders.com. Click on siding or windows and see if we service your area. Remember, we're not salespeople, just great window and siding installers. You can also give us a call at 612-900-9166. 612-900-9166. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. So I alluded to this uh, game in the, uh, I guess this is the second round of the men's basketball tournament, watching the number one seed Baylor Bears take on the number eight seed North Carolina. With about eight, nine minutes to go, North Carolina had a 67-42 lead. Now my quick math shows you that's a 25-point lead. North Carolina had a 25-point lead. There's 16 seconds remaining. The score is now tied at 80. I, uh, uh, unbelievable. I'm a big North Carolina fan. Love, I love the Tar Heels, but wow. Credit where credit is due. I mean, Baylor, again, it's still tied. North Carolina's going to get the ball here uh, on this possession, so they may try to drain the clock, try to get a uh, last-second shot to, to win the game. Uh, but wow, what, what, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I promised I would take David's call when we came back from the break. Uh, David on line one. David, I appreciate your patience. Thank you for calling. You are on the air, sir. Uh, you're, you're very welcome, Brad. And uh, I, listening to your details with Jennifer Carnahan, I, I didn't know whether I should be laughing or crying. Uh, that's, <laughs> hey, that's crazy. That's I know. It. Pretty, pretty crazy. But I, I called to mention this is uh, interesting timing because of the special election, this primary that will be in May. The new lines for the first district, so there'll be the primary at the same same time the special election happens. Right, but we'll be covering different areas, plus the national implications of the special election coming so close to the general on how that's going to look for kind of trends. 
because I think I think this was going to be the last special election. But now that Don Young has died in Alaska, right. uh, there'll be a special election to fill his seat. But I, you know, we all know Rashida Tlaib in uh, Michigan. She was elected during a special election primary um, event because uh, Don, I think it's Connors, Don Conyers had died. So they had a primary for the period for the open seat that went to January and then a primary for the general election. Okay. She lost the special election, but then won the primary. So she took the seat in January. There's somebody who held the seat for a couple weeks as the congresswoman from that district. We're going to have that election come in in August. Whoever wins the primary in, in May, there could be fewer people running in in August based on those seats, the same people running. And then you could have whoever wins that election in August for the, the interim period be a diff- different person than who's going to be running in November, depending on the circumstances, because this is so up in the air. Sure. And I was going to mention that. So that's going to be the timing's weird. And plus, for all the people that she supposedly got elected to office, it'll be interested, interesting to see her endorsements. I can't think of the candidate right now who's the state representative running in that special election, but he just released a list of a lot of state representatives and senators, I believe, that are backing his candidacy. Yeah, Jeremy Munson. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be an interesting time. Oh, sorry, I got distracted. Yeah, got distracted here, David. At the end of this, uh, we're going to overtime in this North Carolina Baylor game. But my head's spinning after all that, David. I got to, I got to be honest with you, uh, and appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I, 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 I'm not sure if you're if whomever is uh, running in the uh, in the uh, special general election August nine can they also concurrently run uh, in the primary on uh, August nine and. You know, say Jennifer Carnahan, you know, if she were to run in the general, you know, try to get the Republican Party endorsement in CD1, what do the delegates in CD1 think of her? Because I know they weren't, from what I recall, they weren't too happy because her and Jim Hagedorn were dating during 2018 when he won his first election. And I know the delegates down there weren't too happy when that was revealed, thinking that she could wield some undue influence, which, again... State party really doesn't have a whole lot to do with the congressional candidates other than they would they'd throw their support behind whomever is endorsed. Um, but she people thought, would she have undue influence in the endorsement process? So, David, I appreciate the call. A very good recap and uh, good stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah, Jeremy Munson, I think, very formidable, very substantive, uh, well-liked in, the, um, uh, in his uh, district. Obviously, he's part of the new House Republican caucus as a uh, state legislator. So now he's not going to run for his uh, Minnesota House seat again and instead running in the special election for Congress. I'd I'd certainly like to see Jeremy Munson uh, prevail. And Nels Pearson, former state rep as well, one of the Republican candidates, uh, would also be a good one. But it seems to me Jeremy uh, down in that area would have uh, pretty big name recognition. So we shall keep an eye on that. Uh, we'll take a speaking of the Minnesota legislature. I did mention that another big name uh, has indicated they will not seek re-election this November. Uh, this is from the where did I get this story? Minnesota Star Minneapolis 
Star Tribune. Uh, Minnesota Senator Tom Bach, once a powerful Iron Range DFLer who in recent years split from his party, has announced he will retire at the end of the year. Bach, who is a Cook Independent, is in his sixth Senate term and chairs the Capital Investment Committee. His retirement opens up the Senate District 3 seat, representing uh, Kuchiking, uh, St. Louis, Lake, and Cook Counties at a time when Democrats are struggling to keep their footing out state. In a statement, Bach said representing the region, quote, has been one of the greatest rewards of my life. I've always tried to do my best for the people I've served, even if it was not easy or popular with my own political party. The friendships and the memories I have made will carry with me forever. Uh, Part of what Bach uh, trying to do what's quote-unquote best for the people, yeah, that absolutely ran afoul of his party to the point where in early 2020 he lost his title of DFL Senate majority uh, when his party's members voted in favor of Susan Kent, who was a state senator out of Woodbury. Because it was very clear, it was becoming, it's been becoming clear for some time that outstate DFLers and the Metrocrats, i.e. Metro area Democrats, don't see things eye to eye because you still have uh, a lot of allies in outstate Minnesota when it comes to Second Amendment rights. That's why, despite the fact the DFL had complete control of St. Paul back in 2013 and 14, where they had both the House and Senate as well as the governor's office, they couldn't get gun control passed. And believe me, they made a pitch for it. Remember uh, Metrocrat uh, Michael Paymar? He was one of the uh, leading uh, House members to pass some very draconian gun control measures, and they never, they couldn't do it because there weren't enough outstate DFLers to get on board. And with gun control being a big part of what the DFL is touting each and every session, uh, Tom Bach, in the eyes of the Metrocrats, was no longer a palatable leader for their caucus. So when he was ousted uh, in early 2020, the chatter pretty much started immediately, where he, as well as fellow outstater uh, David Tomasoni of Chisholm, They were talking about, I had heard they were talking about switching to the Republican Party. I had heard that before the 2020 election. So when it it happened after the 2020 election, I think about a month or so afterwards, it didn't surprise me in the least. Now, they didn't flip to the Republicans necessarily. They became independents, but they caucused with the Republicans so they could get prominent committee assignments. And that's why uh, Tom Bach, because the Republicans had the majority in the Senate, that's why Bach was able to... Uh, chair uh, the Capital Investment Committee because he was uh, willing to caucus with the Republicans, as is Tomasoni. And interestingly enough, David Tomasoni is also not seeking re-election this November. Uh, sadly, it's due to a medical uh, ailment. He's got ALS. And uh, I, just an aside, I saw him the beginning of the session, and it's just shocking how much that uh, takes a the toll it takes on a person. I mean, I, I know I'm stating the obvious here. We know what ALS does. But to see what he was like at the end of last year's session and then at the beginning of this session, I mean, what's that, seven, eight months? It was pretty shocking. So uh, David Tomasoni will be missed, but uh, and, and like I say, not seeking reelection. But it's 
the one thing that's been talked about, you know, once Bach and Tomasoni decide to move on, not seek reelection, those seats are prime for Republican pickups. And given the fact that Republicans are also in position to maybe get a first-ring suburban seat or two, because people in the suburbs, now that Donald Trump's not on the ballot, are more likely to come back to the GOP, particularly with uh, the GOP having a winning message, or at least the messaging advantage, on public safety. Because the first-ring suburbs have not been immune to, to crime, the rising crime rates, particularly violent crime, that's been plaguing Minneapolis. So, yeah, that's uh, the Republicans, again, prime position to really strengthen their majority uh, this November. So they've got they've got that opportunity. They need to flip, let me do my quick math, four seats in the House to take over the House. So if you can somehow, some way win the governor's office, that could go a long way to really having meaningful reforms. I mean, you've got carte blanche for two years to do what you need to do. And... As kind of an interesting aside to this, uh, Brian McClung, who was the spokesmer, uh, spokesperson under the uh, Governor Tim Pawlenty administration, uh, came out with a rather interesting scenario on Twitter. He says, uh, hey, how about a Tom Bach independent run for governor? He says he did he did make a run as a DFLer back in 2010 before dropping out. And where would that end up in the independent lane versus Corey Heppola? Because Corey Heppola is part of that forward party. And Corey Heppel is a non-starter. I mean, he's been very vague about his policy positions, just speaking in a lot of platitudes, but he finally came out definitively on one issue. He's in very much supportive of ranked choice voting, which, I'm sorry, if you are a political observer here in the state of Minnesota, that's a non-starter. Ranked choice voting, so that's a non-starter. So my point is, there are enough people out there who voted for Walls in 2018, will not vote for him again. But if Scott Jensen's the candidate, that would be a bridge too far to vote for a Republican. But if someone like Tom Bach were to get into the race as a third-party candidate for governor, that's a formidable candidacy. I'll just say it right now. And again, I'm just speaking for myself here. There are at least a couple of Republicans running for governor where if they were to become the candidate would seriously make me pause and give great consideration to a uh, Tom Bach candidacy were he to get in. Now, I don't think it will happen, ultimately, but an interesting scenario, to to be sure. So one we will definitely keep an eye upon. 651-289-4488, that's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson in for Mitchburg on the headliner edition of the Narn. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving taxes 
news easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is Dennis Prager. If God saved the Jews in Egypt, why didn't he save the Jews in Europe? Was there really an exodus? My new book answers these and other questions. It's called The Rational Passover Haggadah, but the oldest holiday in the world. Just like my commentary, The Rational Bible, The Rational Passover Haggadah, my newest book, relies on reason. Relevant to non-Jews, Jews, and people of no faith. The Rational Passover Haggadah. Available at PragerStore.com or wherever books are sold. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. The Salvation Army's annual food drive is happening right now. Please help by donating food or money or by hosting a food drive. Learn more at 2millionpounds.org. That's 2millionpounds.org. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. Filling in for my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, the headliner edition of the NAR, and he's away on assignment, but he'll be in for me tomorrow, Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m. in my normal time spot. But we always appreciate you tuning in. Again, 651-289-4488. You can also ray in via Twitter, hashtag NARNshow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Do want to get to a call quick on line one. Longtime friend of the broadcast, Engie, calling in from Bloomington. Engie, good to hear from you, sir. How are you? Oh, Brad, this has been the best... Um the best radio I think I've ever I, I have heard in, in quite some time. Um, I appreciate that. Not, uh, and, and to start off with, first of all, enough about the NCAA. Who do you like in the upcoming Xfinity race in Atlanta today? For uh, me, I would say, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> I concur, Angie. I'll just go with that. Yes, yes. I can't. I, you know. Okay. Oh, I was going to say I'm not as well versed in the, in uh, in that sport as as other listeners, so uh, I will. But I will concur with that sentiment. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, we can get into that later. Um, you know, here's my question. I I'm no fan of hers, and um, it's going to be an interesting Jennifer Carnahan. This may yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, um, I had a different uh, name for your call screener, but I, I'll be polite. Okay. Um, appreciate that. <laughs> sure, you appreciate that. No, um, but he, let's just play devil's advocate. Other than getting um, Jim Hagedorn elected, what um, 
What, what has she done that benefited the Minnesota Republican Party? Yeah. Did she get Jim Hagedorn elected? I, I think that was more of a deterrent from what I heard than anything else, her being around. Because, I mean, Trump wildly outperformed Hagedorn in 2020, so I don't know that you know her presence was that much of a benefit. Yeah, but, I mean, didn't that seat flip, though? That was um, It did, yeah. Was, uh, but it, it yeah. certainly uh, it certainly be uh, uh, back in 2016, Tim Walz's last election as CD1, he beat Hagedorn by half a percent. Whereas in 2014, that same race, he beat Hagedorn by seven or eight points. So that district was very much evolving, and I think that was the Trump effect. Absolutely it was. Well, well, you know what? I, uh, another reason to listen to um, Brad Carlson on The Patriot. I uh, just learned a lot just now. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, I mean, that's the big thing, flipping congressional seats, right? I mean, I don't think that, you know, she necessarily played a part in – you know, Congressman Emmer winning re-election. No. He's a very strong candidate. He's a good congressman. You know, and and um, and as well as Tauber. Um, but I don't know uh, what what has she done. Uh, by the way, I, I have a good friend who works for Congressman Stauber, who is also a candidate for state house. I uh, know this. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Isaac Schultz. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have to have Isaac on the broadcast soon. Yes. Love to see him get in there. <laughs> Well, we just got his name in, uh, but listen, um, I can, you can comment later, you know, off the air, take another call if you need to, but I just want to play devil's advocate. What did she do that was good? Yeah, I, I kind of talked a little bit about that in the previous segment, Angie. The only thing I could think of is, you know, she, they, there was a lot more money that came into the party, and yeah, she helped retire a lot of the legacy debt, but then we found out where the money was coming from, uh, Anton Lazaro. Now, again... I'm not making an accusation. I don't believe Jennifer Carnahan knew of his activities where he was under a under, where he was sex trafficking uh, minor females. In fact, I will grant she had no concept of that, and I don't even know if she knew he was filming adult movies in his condominium. Okay, which tech, filming adult movies, I don't think is illegal. It's incredibly creepy. I think that's uh, that 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 we could settle on, but. Yeah, so she brought a lot of money in, but she had one big donor that whenever there, she needed an infusion of cash for whatever, she would go to him. So, okay, that's one thing, but then a lot more uh, money issues were brought on in that what are you spending the money on? I mean, we keep losing statewide races. You know, great, you redesign, you redesign the Republican Party booth at the state fair. Is that a really you know the best use of of, of money? I, I'm not sure that it is. And then, like I said, the Republicans closed their uh, deficit in the House. You know, they flipped five seats in the Minnesota House, which you know did the party state party really have a lot to do with that? I mean, I know they're supposed to support the endorsed candidates and give them whatever support they need, but was their support what put them over the top? I don't know that it is. So to answer your question, Angie. I, I don't know of anything really big that she's done, and and yet her quote was, well, I brought the Republican Party back to relevance. Well, I, I don't know about that. I think the Minnesota Republican Party being more prominent, if they are at all, has more to do with the Democrats just be becoming more insane. I mean, all the Democrats in this state have to do is not be completely insane and they're blowing that one, okay? Because it's very clear that people do not like the governor, the uh, 
current administration, Wall's administration's response to the civil unrest in the summer of 2020, and they certainly didn't like the unilateral decision-making on the pandemic. And so they're willing to vote for a Republican or a third-party candidate. So is that at all attributable to things that the state party has done? Again, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not uh, uh, optimistic of that. To be sure, I'm very skeptical of that. To uh, to be clear, so. Uh, but thanks for the call, Angie. And yeah, you know, Angie referred to um, uh, Isaac Schultz, who's uh, from a the thriving metropolis of Uppsala, Minnesota, where I think they have one traffic light now. Uh, <laughs> he lives up. I don't think he lives in Uppsala right now. I know he's a native of of that area, but he's running in one of the house districts up there in uh, uh, central Minnesota. And Isaac, uh, we've known for quite a while, so we'll have to have him on the show. We've got some bright young candidates running in the Minnesota House after redistricting, including where I live up in now uh, House District 31A. I used to be in 35A. Now I'm in 31A. And we've got some good candidates running up there. Of course, friend of the broadcast, uh, Walter Hudson, is running, I believe, in 30A now out there in uh, St. Michael area, Albertville area. So uh, we've got some phenomenal young candidates that are getting in the fray. Um, Harry Niska, a good friend of mine, he's running in 31A where I reside. So uh, we've been prodding Harry to run for something for a long, long time. And the fact that he's getting in that race, we're very excited about. So, yeah, there will be a lot to get to as far as prominent guests uh, as election season runs on. So uh, our number one is in the books. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg. Mitch away on assignment, but fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow. So we will be back with uh, our number two. Uh, Going to talk about some national stories. Yeah, a lot of stuff happening on the national scene as well. Be Brad Carlson in for Mitch Berg on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. I see the fire. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside Gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. What? Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code PIPE for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code PIPE for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code PIPE. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty microphone? Not here, you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms, they're always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at forevercleaning.com. That's the number 4, E-V-R, cleaning.com. 
or call 763-807-9817 to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, coming to you from... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.